Hey everybody, welcome to Sex Actually. It's Dave, just a four-letter white guy. Dave, how's everyone doing today? Doing all right? We uh, just recorded, actually I recorded this uh, podcast yesterday, but uh, we recorded an episode with Anna Rose. You guys remember Anna Rose? She's a love coach. Uh, she's super cool. We uh, we got you know we got a little deep with. Here, here's the thing, you know, relationships, sex, dating, family. We're all just a bunch of idiots with the same hardwire, and we're just sort of programmed differently, right? Like we're we're all. You know, we're all trying to like live in harmony, but we've got our ego. We've got uh, we've got all these barriers. Uh, we 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 want to be the victim. We want people to love us. We want to feel respected. All these things, and no better time than to expose that than the holidays, right? <laughs> like we're sharing monetary gifts. We're seeing our family. We're seeing who gets us what, and we're who you know who we have to get things for. It, it it's a real recipe for disaster if it's not handled right. So, you know, as an adult, maybe it's time we finally figure this shit out, right? We look into it and say, hey, you know, maybe, um, maybe my mom's trying the best that she can, you know, maybe my, uh, maybe my sister's really just doing all that she can. And, uh, and, it, and it's a real beautiful thing when, when you learn that with your family, your spouse, your friends, when you learn like, look, you know, like my, uh, Gilbert, if you're listening, you never respond to my text message. It pisses me off. And I'm always like, what the fuck, Gilbert? What the fuck could you possibly be? Oh, you're working? Okay, my bad. You know, like we get so needy, right? We, we always want, every, at least at least I do. When, I, when a friend or someone, when I need to talk to someone and they're not around, I'm like, oh, good. Right when I need you. And it's like, you don't know what shit they're dealing with, you know? So, so, th- so this has... <laughs> We, you know, went off on a side path there, but this episode we dealt with a lot of that. We talked in in a good way, in a, in a way that I hope I hope is interesting to you guys. So we talked with Tasha and Anna, and uh, we were on the couch. We recorded the live stream on Mevo, so um, it's it's I'm still testing this product out, but it's a really cool uh, video camera. They sent it to me. It's a it's a it's it's so it's such cool technology, but you know I'm still working out all the chords and the sound. So I posted it on the Sex Actually page on Facebook and on my personal page, Dave Neal, on Facebook. So you can check that out. You know we only recorded the first 15 minutes on video. The rest is audio. We're still kind of like figuring it out before we do the actual the actual you know launch. But I'm really looking forward to it because you know we have these fun conversations all over the place, and it'll be it'll be cool for you guys to see what we're doing. Um, but as always, I appreciate the audio listeners, which is 99% of those who catch our content. And I think you're going to like this one. Um, you know, it's, it isn't easy. Uh, I love doing this thing, but man, I wish I just can't, I can't wait for it to be on a bigger platform. You know, like so so many things, it's a dogfight out there, guys. You know, I'm getting on stage at six o'clock at night, 1am all over the place. I'm driving this stupid side gig trying to make my, you know, we all have those side hustles, right? Um, I think it'll be funny someday to talk about it all, how how batshit insane it is. <laughs> like one second I'm on stage, then like literally five hours later, I'm getting a needle injected into my neck. Then I'm, then I'm podcasting. You get, that podcast with N- uh, Nate, I was fucking recovering from an epidural injection into my spine but i'm like i will podcast people need to hear this you don't you don't need to hear this uh but i'd be lying if i said i didn't enjoy it um someone said uh someone someone was uh trolling me on facebook and they said i don't listen anymore because you have a bad energy and i was like what what do i do i bitch too much people i don't know i uh i try to find 
maybe this is the moral of this episode is um trying to find the lesson learned in situations. So if I'm ever bitching about something or not happy about something, I mean, I guess, I guess when you look at it from the outside looking in, you have to remember that situations will keep bothering you until you address them and until you fix them. I face that with my relationship when we fight over stupid things and I'm like, what are we fighting over? What's up? Am I stressed? Am I, am I the problem? Is she, I feel like uh, Bruce Willis in the sixth sense when he finds out he's a ghost. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm high strung. Maybe I'm harder to deal with. You know, like I don't expect people or want people to take my side on things. I don't want to win. And I think that's important. Like I don't want to win when it comes to fights with friends and family. I don't want to be right. I want to be like harmonious. And and sometimes we forget about that. We just want to win. No, this is the way. I I'm hurt. You've hurt me. I'm the one who should be feeling upset, not you. It's like, ugh. What are we, seven? <laughs> you stole my crayons. It's like, no. I always say this. I'm I'm happiest, not when I'm right, but when the fight's over. So, like, whatever we have to do to get to feeling the love, I'm on board with getting us there. I'm feeling the love with you guys. I mean, I'm getting, we're getting emails from, from so many different people, uh, Brazil and Florida and Shanghai. You guys are great. You're all over the place. And so maybe we're all searching for that same thing. We're looking for we're looking for our fathers <laughs> through this podcast. Like, Dad, are you listening? No, you're not alive. Um, yeah, but no, I seriously do appreciate this thing so much. And I'm looking forward to grow it. I'm looking forward to bigger studio space, um, cool guests. Although I love the guests. I've always said this. I don't need my some some people that do podcasts. They only want like the guests that have the biggest Twitter following, or the guests that have like network credits, or this and that. And it's like, no, we all have a story in a struggle that we're dealing with. We all have something to teach each other. And I've 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 gotten nothing more than so much love from the guests that have been on the show. Anna's one that I met, you know, just maybe I don't know, maybe six months ago we met. Um, through a through a mutual friend, and you know, it's the second time she's been on the podcast, and I couldn't have her back soon enough. It's fucking hilarious. Like she's she's really a great uh, a friend of the show now. So I, I hope you guys really enjoy it and follow her. Um, you know, her website and all that she does. Um, I don't know what else to tell y'all. We're getting close to Christmas. We've got an extra bonus episode that's going to be coming out right before Christmas. That's just a bunch of past guests sharing their Chris, uh, some, some some funny Christmas stories. So um, stay touch, uh, stay in tune for that. Keep following us. I, we're getting so many new f- uh, followers on the Facebook page. Sex Actually on Facebook. Uh, leave us a note. Say hi. I mean, I can't tell you how exciting it is when I when I meet someone new through the podcast, and 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 I totally appreciate. I listen to it so many podcasts myself i really love getting in the car or going to the gym or doing laundry and i love just popping something in and hearing stories so i hope you guys are enjoying this um i hope we're not just another thing on your list of things to listen to i really hope that um this feels like a two-way convo because you know we're sharing these dumb stories about about these you know issues we have and in the end it's like what are we doing on this big old rock if we're not trying to solve them so uh, Sherlock Holmes over here just trying to solve why I'm so sensitive. Um, anyhow, so much gratitude for y'all for checking this out. Uh, as always, if you haven't already, write us a review on iTunes. Um, I don't care what you say. Just make sure it's five stars. <laughs> We're just trying to get as many good reviews as possible. 
Uh, I just these these Mevo people are so cool that that make the live stream video that we're using. I just had a conference call with them, and they're really supportive, and they're going to want to you know share you know check the podcast out and share it with their company and do some events with us. So it's really cool. It's cool just to say thank you. Uh, the Mevo was my new Christmas gift. This new toy, um, this camera is really awesome. Of course, I'm going to be shamelessly promoting it because it's cool and it's new and it's mine. So. Uh, if anyone else wants to send me shit, I'll promote it too. I could use some Christmas cookies. Hey, big shout out to Billy from the Man Whore Podcast. This is cool. I gotta just share this, and I'm not tr- I'm not sharing it because I want gifts from you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds like that. But um, Billy got a gift from a listener to his podcast, and they sent him a Southwest gift card to go anywhere in the world he wants to take his podcast on the road. How cool is that? That's fucking awesome. So maybe Billy can come out to LA and join me on my podcast. But if anyone out there works for an airline, by the way, feel free to send me anywhere. Literally. Surprise. That would be so funny if someone's like, you know what? I'm going to send you to Anchorage. You know what? I'm going. Send me to Anchorage. Let's go. I got a winter clothes. Yeah, my hair might freeze out there. (laughs) That's fine. Um, What a lame excuse to travel. But anyhow, love you guys so much. Enjoy this episode with Tasha Courtney, Anna Rose, and myself, Dave Neal. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. All right, let's start. Hey, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your boy, Dave Neal. With co-host Tasha Courtney and returning guest Anna Rose. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the den. This is our little setup here. <laughs> I'm we, loving it though. This is our first official, official, unofficial live stream that we're doing of the Sex Actually podcast here. Uh, we tried it last week. We but did a few test runs, but it was uh, it, it was tough. You know, you spend a hundred bucks for Wi-Fi. You expect you do this weird thing where you expect it to work, but uh, <laughs> that's just not an option sometimes. So anyway, w- welcome here. And uh, last time we spoke, uh, you're you're a women's love coach. Yes. And we talked. We we got in trouble, of course, because you talked about an ex boyfriend, <laughs> and immediately, like within a, within twenty four hours, an ex boyfriend. Right? Didn't I have to? I had to like take it down and edit out words and shit. Like, I, that, so that he would be completely unrecognizable. I think it happens he was more completely often. Completely recognize, unrecognizable, you know though. It was just an ego thing, and it's just a control thing. And that happens, okay. though. We get it. We get so many exes that listen that you wouldn't think. It's like really, you clicked on a podcast. It's a very Appreciate narcissistic. It. It's like they wanted to tune in just to see. Oh, he does that all the time. That's like yeah. yeah. That just I wouldn't get over like get over it. That's it's been four years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> does drama follow you? You just had a rough Uber ride. You're doing all right. Does this happen to everybody? You you uh, you learn a lot about life by it, it, it's it's like it's like dating apps where you're matched with people that are outside of your certain. Of course, Uber you're matched with anybody, complete stranger. Any yeah. and yeah. it's literally anybody that's got a license, and it goes to show how easy it is to like. How like to be alive in this? Like you can be a crazy, you can have a completely different view on the world. Like she, she anyway. We, we're not going to get into it, but uh, you're, you have to detox yourself after. <laughs> we have to light the sage. After. Wait, yeah, yeah, when I get home, yeah. I'm going to meditate and like pray to some crystals or something. And today, this is a perfect example of the holiday season. We had to do this podcast at like 8 a.m. Yeah, uh, which you know is got up at 6:45 for you guys. Just I, how much I love I, it. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I went to bed at, at like I, two in the morning. I went to bed at we three. Went to bed at like three. Oh, three okay. or four. 
uh, late. I it came was like home three with because I remember thinking, "Great, we have four hours to <laughs> to get sleep." I came home with toilet paper because um, here's what ha- here's what I hate as uh, doing stand up comedy. I'm always out late, so whenever we need to get anything, I'm like the last person coming home. So I'm I'm the Amazon Prime. <laughs> I I came home with three tacos. Uh, donuts, which are super stale. Which I really want to eat. So I'm uh, just salivating. Yeah, show, yeah, show, uh, show these. Just they're just flat. <laughs> they just deflated on themselves. Don't hey, show the tray. Uh, no, that's that's what we got. The perk of being live, like live, is people have to see. That okay? Just show one bit at a time. Um, <laughs> someone said I'm looking straight, Keebler. I look like an elf. Good. This is nice. Sorry for those audio. I look like an elf. I've I've one ear out. Okay, good. Um, Anyway, the point was, I came home at 3 a.m. with a bag full of tacos and toilet paper and, and shitty donuts and batteries. So that was... They're re- excellent. They're donuts. excellent? Well, I put them in the oven. Yeah, it's, hard to, it's hard to mess up a donut. That is true. So so you didn't know if you could podcast this morning because you were on a date last night. Yeah. So you had to like wait and see. You didn't know if you were going to go home with him? Oh, I was already at his house. <laughs> but, um, I just didn't know what time I was going to be home because uh, it, was, it was actually in your neighborhood. So I was well, like, I'm just sorry, we have a fucking alarm going off. This is fuck. This is Hollywood at its finest. Just <laughs> that's that's literally going to be the bane of the next Morning three commute. minutes. Anyway, let's power through the alarm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I was going to say. So I was in your neighborhood last night. So then my my mind, I was like, okay, so it's way more convenient to just stay. <laughs> yeah, except for things got really weird and uncomfortable and like comical and so many feelings at the same time so i was like i need to get the fuck out of here and i need to get out now how'd you meet the dude we met on tinder okay. so I'm back on tinder everyone hey <laughs> congrats welcome back <laughs> we got you back uh yeah, you so know, can't stay away for is this long. a dude you had met before uh yeah so we went on a date uh well it was like a non-date he actually came over to my house on our first date so our dogs could play last sunday That's uh cute. which i thought was cute right is it's cute we sat and talked for eight hours and wow. uh, we had a lot in common and then the next day, which is where, I, you know, so many, so many things when you look back at it. Twenty twenty hundred. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this. This sounds weird. The next morning, he calls me. He's like, "I'm dropping my dog off at your house. I'm working at Sony, and uh, so then we can have dinner after work. But like, the dogs could play, and like, I can't go all the way back up to Hollywood to take them out. So like, you're home." And I was just, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, my dog, my dog loves playing. And but you're, you're now like his like convenient. A, yeah. Yeah. So I was, but in, but I wasn't really thinking too much of it. I was working from home and my dog is really fucking bored. So I was just like, he's just staring at me. So I'm like, yeah, your dog can come over. It's literally not a thing. Um, is that called anchoring when you do that? You like give somebody something or like that's a value to you and it's you're like trusting them with it is like i don't know if that's the actual uh, term but kind of i think anchoring has to do more with like emotions when you're like feeling something and you're like searching it from the other person or you're kind of like um wanting this like connection to that certain emotion with that person if okay. that makes sense but i but i i, I see that too yeah. with like objects because he that night he ended up like crying in my arms for like the dog or the guy? <laughs> Two hours, the guy. Tell me you're talking about the dog. <laughs> like no, the guy. Is a, an ill-formed plan. Like, yeah. he thought it would be cute yeah. and then didn't think through, like, how it would actually be creepy. Yeah. And and in my mind, like I said, the nature of the beast of just working from home, like, it's it's either a dog is at my house, another coworker is at my house, you know, someone who also works from home. Like, there's always something around. So I'm always just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, drop 10 dogs off. It's totally fine. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, I'm home. Um, why so, was he crying? Okay, so like <laughs> basically, 
He just watched Love Actually. No, That's why. Like, of course, I cried too. He was like, I want to tell you about my family trauma. Oh, fuck. Now, here's the thing with being a, life, a love coach. You attract a lot of people who like need Needed, Need help. you. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is, a few things happen. One is usually I see through their bullshit really quickly. And then I'm like asking them very thought provoking questions just because I'm like, why are you this way? I really want to know. Or they have an existential crisis in front of me. And, and are just like, cause I create like such a safe space for people. Um, cause I just show up as myself and I think like by proxy people just like feel really comfortable. Um, so many dates I've been on, a guy's had an existential crisis within the first hour. Wow. So you bring out the tears. Yeah. And like, like a, just a side note is like I, ha- I had a date a few weeks ago and, um, the guy's a lot of tattoos and I was talking about like masks or something, which is like putting on facades. And then he's like, oh my God, is this why I'm covered with tattoos? Like, what if I don't know myself at all? And he's like rubbing his head and he's really like, ah. seriously. And I was like, we were at uh, Baja Cantina and Marina and I'm sitting across from him like my eyes just wide, like what is happening right now? How do I get out of this? Jeez, situation? it's good to open up, but you have to follow the steps before that. Yeah, no. Unless you're his literal like therapist. It's like yeah. he has to sort of like book a session i think you (laughs) you were onto something when you said like you you kind of catch people off guard yeah because you do like you have this aura that's like safe space and you're asking thought-provoking questions and you know they want to be engaged they're on a date you know they they're engaged in this conversation and you set them up so that it's easy for them to dive deep like into that stuff so i think it it makes sense that they didn't see it come, you know? Totally. I always get that. I always get, um, you're deeper than a lot of people that I've dated. Like, like we're not talking about our jobs. Like, I, I mean, I could, people don't understand my job. So I usually ditch that question and start talking about something else. Cause I'm like, unless you're in the, in the internet marketing industry or you're a blogger, you're probably not going to know anything I'm talking about. So like, you know, that's Anna Rose.com for <laughs> Anna Rose. the, with an H. Uh. Um, and um, so, you know, I like to talk deep, um, even in my friendships. It's just like, I guess, part of my nature and who I am. I really like, like, I, I can't really connect on surface level things. And I've learned that about myself in the last few years where like, so, you know, we are sitting around a table and someone's like, yeah, I did the sick workout and blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, I don't know. And then someone's like, you know, uh, I was thinking about this thing and my passions and I'm like, yes, let's talk about your purpose. And like, why are you here? And what like, makes I want to know you, that. Uh, what gives you that drive and interest to, to kind of talk about that with people? Like, uh, where, like, like, is it a thing growing up where are you like the youngest sibling sort of thing? No, I was the oldest. Oldest? Oh, uh, oldest. I was really independent. Um, I've traveled since I was two. So I've been to, uh, quite a few countries. Um, my grandpa, uh, was, uh, fought in the Spanish civil war. Um, and it was illegal for Americans. And so I think, um, my family and my, I'm from New York. So my mom's always been like, if you want to do something, do it and make it happen and like learn about it and like be it. And like a lot of passions always been there. And my grandpa's always been like, fight for what's right and like learn things, and, like, be who you are. So I think that was a thing. Um, also, I mean, I did theater forever. So I think like, you know, if you're going to be a character, you start to like study the character and like really get into like what's in this person's head right now. Yeah, theater, like live performing, you have to have a lot of empathy for who you're with, yeah. whether it's even the character or the real person, right. because you spend so <laughs> much time together. Oh, yeah. You have to be like able to dive into families. Yeah. That's what dating is. It's like, di- it's like they're diving into like the interview of a new family. Right. And so, and then like I studied psychology in college. So I think, and I like my parents had a divorce, went into therapy forever. So I think I've always been like, since I was five, 
asked thought-provoking questions. So I think it does stem from that. But I think it also is just like all the personal development work that I've done that I'm just like super passionate about and like everyone has their journey and I'm passionate about that. And so I'm like, I want to hear your journey. Like tell me your hero's journey. How did you get here? Um, And then they do and you're like, fuck, uh, I shouldn't (laughs) have But here's the beauty of it is that like you don't waste time. You'll know if you want to go on a second day with them or if it's friends or whatever in that first minute instead of waiting a month and then all of a sudden you're like... And then realizing that you don't have really anything in common or there's not passion Exactly. And then you have sex with them and then you're just like, fuck. But see, I've I've always been under the like keep it casual upfront impression. Uh, Pop culture, weather, simple shit. Just, I don't, but I don't know why. Well, you sort of have to be cautious of scaring people away. Like, and you don't want to be crying at dinner because you realize you don't know yourself. I know I'm tame now, but I've been told my sexual, maybe maybe that was a way of someone telling me I was a creep, but they said, (laughs) that sounds like, (laughs) where is this going? Very strong sexual energy. And I was like, do you want me to close the window? Back there. Oh, is the window it's open? It's loud, yeah. You can hear it? Sure, go for it. We'll keep talking. Oh, here. yeah, because you don't have headphones on. We're going to follow. We can follow oh, Tasha's yeah, We can follow Tasha's ass on the Mevo Yay! camera. Um, it is a really nice Oh, we just ass. doubled We just doubled our, uh, our viewers right now. <laughs> go to the Sex Actually page on uh, Facebook. Just check out Tasha's ass, uh, sponsored by <laughs> Denim uh, and Squats. Anyhow, um... Here I am sexualizing. And the donut shop. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Tasha has had to get dolled up because she has a a, a redneck style audition. I didn't want to say what it was specifically for. But uh, so she had to wear she has to wear her. uh, Wear your camo shoes and go be Kentucky. Well, I was thinking I might not wear my camo shoes, but. Oh, no. Or put your your boots on. I'm going to put my boots on. Yeah, sounds better. Either way. So anyway, uh, we're off track. Uh, We were talking about (laughs) basically like for me, it's like not showing your full hand because I think I think personally girls get freaked out easily by guys. Um, emotions, which isn't fair because yeah. we're taught to like let a woman cry on our shoulder. But it, but if we talk about if a guy's crying on your shoulder, like whoa, psycho, yeah, psycho. He's sharing his emotions. Well, yeah. I think if a girl was crying on your shoulder on the first date, a guys would think psycho too. I don't think we should jump to saying it's a double standard. I yeah, think but it's just it like to bed her. it's socially <laughs> unacceptable to like lose your shit. On the first date, yeah. Like when you're friends with somebody, when you're uh, when they're your therapist or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like there are certain places where you're allowed to like have that sort of emotional break. A first date with a stranger isn't one of them. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. That's not my rule. That's society's rule. Yeah. So it you're supposed to hide your crazy a little bit <laughs> in the beginning. Hide your crazy. But you, yeah. so do you find, you can, have you found guys that can hang with you, like, spiritually? Yeah. I've met so, like, this, this, this round on Tinder, I've met so many really cool people. Oh, yeah? Like, it's really interesting, because I think the deeper I get in, like, my own journey, like, I, I'm equally meeting people that are, like, on theirs. You're like, you just go to Joshua Tree on a full moon and swipe right? Oh, that's I, what you yeah, do. basically. <laughs> no, no, I, I was, like, the winningest. Thought. Honestly, like, I was talking to this guy. No, people know there's no reception in Joshua <laughs> yeah. Tree. You gotta bring a hotspot. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, you know, I'm in my car. and I'm just That's like, what you gotta do. You gotta I just drive up to eat. Tinder to, uh, I mean, I just drive up to Joshua Tree just, like, on Tinder, so if any of you guys are in Joshua Tree, hit me up. Um, there you go. They'll, yeah, they'll no, but I had a guy once who was just like, let's go camping in Joshua Tree on our first date, and I was, like, super down with it. We had mutual friends, and, like, I I had already asked you sort of knew he wasn't a psycho yeah like a murder paper trail no yeah i mean it's cold so it didn't happen but um 
but yeah, no, it's been interesting. So I've so I've been meeting a lot of deeper people um, than like the right. You well, actually, hang on. I did, and I was talking to Kim Kardashian's bodyguard for for a bit. Whoa, who was the most shallow person I met? He's not going to listen to this podcast, so I'm not worried about it. Well, if um, he does, she also has like fifteen. Fifteen bodyguards. So well, they like did a really shitty hard. job in Paris. <laughs> what the fuck? No, he. J- I think he. He's. He's like the family bodyguard. He's a model, and like that's his like part time job. But uh, his conversation was like every day. Hey, how was your day? And I was like, it was great. How was yours? It was great. And that was it. That was and then it. the next day, he'd be like, so let's let's get drinks. And I'm like, okay, cool. What time? He's like, I'm working. I'm like, okay, cool. Don't hear from him until like eleven. Hey, so I'm home in in West Hollywood. Do you want to come for drinks? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's late. The next morning, hey, how was your day? And that went on for like three weeks. And wow. Because I mean, I you know, it just how do you crack that surface? Thing? I didn't. I just, didn't even try. Yeah, it's not your job. It's not your job. No, to. I was just like, we're not. I was like, you don't know anything about me, and uh, you're not making any. Attempt you're not. To you're know not trying anything. to get. Yeah, yeah. Like, what would we talk about on drinks? That happens though, know. especially like in the Tinder or like the sped up dating game, where you have to get that critical mass of like. That little ball rolling, yeah, and you know, and you, and so sometimes you'll you'll match with someone and you'll spend weeks or whatever, not really giving a shit whether or not you cross paths, and then it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And like he he hit me up on Saturday. He's like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "Bungalow." Do you want to come? And then he disappeared. So I'm like, he unfollowed me on Instagram. Do you even know who I look like? Like, do you even remember my name? Like. He, you know, that's so bizarre. He just he he was just over it. He was just looking for someone to bang. Yeah, and I wasn't about it, so it was weird. How do um, how do guys and girls be clear about that? Because there are people on Tinder just looking for the casual thing. They don't want you know they don't want any depth. Obviously, he didn't want any depth whatsoever. No, yeah, he didn't even try to like. I don't think he knew how old I was. Like, you know what I mean? Can, but what can whose job is it to like? <laughs> To or talk both about people that? to upfront be because because you can never you, even if both parties want that there's still this thing where like you don't want to look like a whore yeah men or well, women. it's your own responsibility to be discerning i think it's like you can tell when somebody doesn't really know anything about you and is only hitting you up at 11 o'clock that yeah. that's not somebody who is really interested in you yeah totally and i think I, I i don't think see it's interesting because it's like this this double-edged sword i think that a lot of things come out offline no, stream ended. Uh, we're, we keep on talking. I don't uh, know why. I think that a, a lot of things do come out on, um, you know, on the first the first date. I I don't think that's one of them um, because I think you don't really know until like maybe the date's over and you're like, okay, there's chemistry, or there's not. I mean, I was on a date a week ago and in five minutes I was like, I need to leave, and it was that was the only date that I was ever did you wanting leave to leave early or did you? I stick gave him it an out? hour and I watched my clock the whole time. And I've never done that. And I felt really bad. And I even texted my friend because I was down the, down the street from my house at Alibi Room. And I was just like, can you come here? Like, it was bad. It, the guy was potentially drunk already by the time I got there. There was no chemistry. Now, in he was, that like, situation, really women. If, you, if you could do it again, would you just leave? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we women like we do this thing where we like, well, and it's part of like, you know, they say it's like safety for rape and stuff, too. Like we're too nice. Yeah. Like we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We want to give them a chance, blah, blah, blah. But like when there are clear signs, red flag signs that somebody is just off. Like you shouldn't feel bad to just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like if you just want to say, hey, listen, I this 
I got to go. You, yeah. don't, you don't owe them an excuse. Yeah. You don't owe them making up a lie. You don't have to, t- you know, if you don't want to be hurtful, so you don't need to tell them, like, I just don't feel it. You can just be like, I, I got to go. Yeah. And leave it on him to figure out why. Yeah. You know? I think it's really interesting because I've done that after I've known someone. I, I will just, I'll just be like, this is, I got to go. Like, but it, it was interesting to be in that position and having never met, I've never been in that position before. So it was literally like, do I leave or do I stay? Like, I feel bad that this guy came all the way out here. And also, I'm at my favorite bar. Maybe I should have a drink. And then I, like, like downed it. And I had a cider. And I, like, didn't, you know, cider kind of takes a little bit of time to drink. And I was, like, done in five minutes. And he's like, do you want another one? And I was like, no, it's okay. And then he had three drinks in an hour. And then I was just like, oh, I have to go see Moana with my friends. And then he's just like, really? And I was just like, yeah, yeah. They just asked me. And, like, and then my Did phone. He, he just didn't. He was clueless he about was, all this. Let me tell you. Guys he was nervous, so though. clueless the next day. He hit me up and he goes, it's been radio silence. Uh, wanted to make sure that you didn't get uh, uh, snatched up by Trump's regime or something, something funny. And then I was just like, oh, that's so hilarious. I was like cracking up. I was like, you're super funny. But like, I feel like we're just friends and I'm not like feeling the connection. Ten text messages reaming into me about um, really inappropriate things. Like like what? being A really, psychopath. really mean. I won't say it because I feel like it's um, it's like but, political stuff. But, but um, it was, was it was terrible. It, I had never been so offended by someone in my life. But he was just uh, he was just rejected, mm-hmm. so he was just being defensive. But that's just so. more proof. That's not an, a, an appropriate response to feeling defensive. You don't lash out no, at, totally. at strangers. Like he didn't get it on the date when he was being inappropriate, and like yeah. you obviously weren't feeling it. And he didn't get it the day after. Like you know, yeah. you can only spell it out so much for people. You did exactly what I always recommend people do: is just say up front, like don't lead somebody on. Yeah. And make you them don't have to ghost them just be up like because here's the thing is like what i feel like is 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 tinder is a really good tool to like meet people in general like i i had a date with this one dude and um him and i are actually really good friends and we get together and work together so he's like working on a startup and i write all day and um do like some business coaching stuff and uh so you know we're like we'll just sit in the cafe and it's just fun and like we're super friends and so I i feel like you can have um different connections with people so so i try not to like write it off because like you never know when you're going to run into this dude and like he's funny and like you know maybe our group of friends will cross paths like i never like to really like close the door unless it's like needed like like last night yeah because it is it's hard to make friends in this city and anybody could potentially be like a business buddy you know a work buddy or something exactly and like there's so many opportunities and i feel like you know people cross your paths for a reason and whether it's to learn something about you uh, yourself well it always is generally about that but it could also be you know for like something to happen in the future of whatever that is and I feel like um personally for me I feel like it's a kind of a mature way to look at things instead of just being like this date sucked this person sucks like I never want to see them again yeah, you're gonna keep meeting that sort of dude until you've sort of like realized Figured what you've it. learned from him yeah which yeah. is crazy to say that you learn from heartbreaks I mean you just learn like oh shit I like that brought out a horrible thing in me. I, that made me so jealous. Why was I jealous? What can I do next time to not be that way? Yeah, like it, like you learn. Yeah, you learn. Dating is such a great tool for personal growth. Like I recommend it to everyone. I recommend to be dating more than more than one person. You because here's the thing is that like unless one is more serious and and, and that'll naturally happen, right? So if you're dating, let's say like three to five, which I feel like is the sweet spot, and you're not. You can be sleeping with everyone, but like you're you're generally not, and everyone's at a different level, and it's like it's like a mini bachelor, okay? And so like you you end up, <laughs> yeah, it seriously is, and so you end up seeing who's drawn to you, 
and and who you need to be with, and it's better you than put too much weight on something, right? Because there's the no wrong ex- one. exactly. You're not super attached. There's no ex- expectations, and whatever's going to happen. And then is the other happen. person doesn't see you being super needy, which I always think exactly. is important. Like like um, I don't know. I don't think I came off needy to Tasha, but I I had my own shit going on. Yeah, you didn't. I was come doing off my own needy. thing. She came over late one night as friends, but that's because I had cable and the game was on. But still, <laughs> still, I noted it. Oh, Tasha's over after ten. Fair enough. <laughs> she drove into the valley. You wrote that in your diary. I wrote that. I wrote that down. Uh, point for Dave. That's gonna go in my uh, my case when my buddy's like, "Dude, she's not into you." Well, she came over late at night. <laughs> I also had wine and carbos. So, but anyway, so yeah, it's like important to know. I don't know. You just have to have your own shit going on, and and whether it's dating a, uh, several people or just being busy with like your mission and yeah. your, what you're doing with yeah. your like with work yeah. whenever you're like not busy with work or something you're like hey what are you doing what are you going you yeah, go yeah, yeah. to the mall it's like whoa chill out it, it's so great when you're into somebody and they're like hey uh this happened with Tasha she was like once she was, she wanted to go on a hike and I was like I, I I'm working I can't she was like okay <laughs> and then like didn't text me back I was like all right <laughs> sounds like a perfectly appropriate way to end that conversation okay yeah, yeah but to me i was like <laughs> but to me i was like yeah i got shit to do <laughs> versus where i could be like i i can i can i can shift my work around i can make it like to want to hike but i was like oh, i'll go on a hike tomorrow like yeah you know and yeah. it's like playing it cool but you're playing it cool because it's like we're all sort of triggered by people that like leech on to us here and then they're like just yeah. the wrong people so it's like you have to just like Make sure the other person knows you're standing on your own two feet. You got your own shit going on. Because if you don't, you're just gonna. Too, it's gonna be two people that like need Are each other too much. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, no, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, just, totally. Those. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you this: What yeah. sort of problems do you see most with women in dating? Hmm, okay. That what problems that women come to either come to you or you see them on on their on social media that they're having like, oh, honey, you're doing this wrong. Yeah, um, definitely security and self love issues. Like, because here's the thing: is is when I hear I want a relationship, it's about wanting a relationship with yourself, right? So yeah, you want a relationship with someone else, but let's talk about you. Like uh, when when women come to me, um, and and I'm constantly booked every week and, and I hold events every two weeks in my home. Um, I actually have one tonight. Anyone in the LA area, hit me up. Yeah. Uh, 730. Um, but, uh, and it's actually co-ed. I, they're co-ed events. But, so um, I've invited you guys to some of them. Yeah, we've got a couple. Yeah, we got yeah. to get, get over there. Yeah, yeah it's actually really fun. Um, and, and people come from like everywhere and, and all, you know, walks of life and it's great. But um, it's just a place to connect. But so you hear a lot of, of people who, need to kind of like so they attract relationship patterns and uh and and then you have to ask why like why are you attracting these guys you're ghosting you why are you feeling the need to fuck every dude and then wondering why they're not calling you um why you know are you attracting abusive relationships and things like that and so we talk about a lot of like going deep into you know maybe where that started or what it stems from and did it stem from your parents how's how's that unit um were you bullied? Were you told a certain, some people were told that they're ugly or some people were told they're not good enough, um, things like that. So a lot of those situations um, come to me. Um, and then also uh, a lot of women looking for happiness in all the wrong places and not realizing that it's in them. Um, Sounds like a Beyonce song. <laughs> but it's a truth. But it's true. And we, uh, uh, I only ask you about women because it seems like 
it seems like I don't know you. I don't. I'd hate to try to tell women what they're doing yeah. wrong. <laughs> I can only see it from like what I'm receiving. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you can tell every people. People they want to have they they know that like sex won't fill whatever their void exactly. is. But that's still what they go to immediately versus like, hey, get to know someone. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I really want to tell you guys about this thing that happened last night because it it, it plays into that and, and it was just weird. But basically, I'll tell you in a in a nutshell. Long story short, it's the guy who cried in my arms last week and then he got freaked out because he was vulnerable and we had sex right after and the next morning he was like super attached called me like four times called me for like four times the next day and then just like fell off the face phone calls yikes phone calls were you available for those phone calls or were you like working and unable to answer i mean i was working i always answer my phone even if i'm like writing but uh yeah, so it was fine, and it was always it was at like weird hours, like when in the I get a phone at twelve call, and at five. So I wasn't like in the flow yet. I when I get a phone call, I look at it and I assume it's the worst. If Tasha's calling me, I'm like, oh fuck, what did I do? Is she pregnant? <laughs> Holy shit! Like, why didn't she just text me? And then she's like, hey, I'm just driving. Thought I was talking. Like, oh, that's cool. Okay, fine. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, this guy just wanted to like talk. Um, but I didn't, like, you know, it was, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I didn't really care because I talked to so many people you know, my clients and friends and I'm actually a phone person. I'd rather, I don't have time to sit and type um, because I'm like in the middle of stuff. Yeah. So let's get, let's get it, get it out. And then I don't need to hear from you for a day or like a week or like a month or ever again. Um, <laughs> are, so, you a, are you a hands-free device person? Or are you uh... in my house? I will talk to you on speakerphone. If there's people around, I won't. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of like hands-free. Like I need it. I'm always doing something and in the car, the car, you can always get me in the That's car. That's the only place yeah. I make phone calls. Yeah. I do it, all my phone my calls My phone calls that I make always in the car. When, if someone answers me, I answer on speakerphone and I continue doing whatever I'm doing, like cleaning or, or cooking. Dishes or I want you to call Tasha while she's driving and listen to her talk to you and have a stream of conscious racial slur <laughs> of everyone who cuts her off. Oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, this might I, you would have got along with my Lyft driver oh quite my, well. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think Dave is exaggerating a little I'm bit. I just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just, I think there are a lot of bad drivers in LA. I'll leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. Self-driving cars is going to be such a gift for Tasha. I'm like, sit in the back seat, pop a Xanax, <laughs> yeah. and just get here when exactly. the car says you get exactly. here. Whether you fight it or not, it's going to be 30 <laughs> minutes or an hour. Yeah, especially coming from the west side. We used to drive through K-Town. Yeah. And so I was just like, wow, Whoa. I had never been it's over there. It's a fucking there. war zone here. Yeah. People it's, don't it's get really it when I'm crazy. talking. It's a fucking war zone. Yeah. I got a bad accident last year I talk oh, about no. all the time. So oh, like, yeah, I, I got fucking yeah. drilled. I had to get an epidural injection yeah. one week ago today. Or no, six days ago. Something fucking like needle into my neck. Right in between the things. No one cares. No one cares. Point is, people drive horrible. I, I cared. I texted you. Uh, oh, you. Oh, you did. <laughs> I asked if you were okay but and if you needed thing. anything. I made a joke about it. I was like, oh, yeah, women, talk to me when you have to get an epidural into your neck. You just get them shot in your bellies. And I, like, I was like, oh, I can do childbirth. And I was kidding. And instead, oh, you don't even know what it's like. And I'm like, ladies, men, how about you send me some flowers for fuck's sake? <laughs> I'm wearing scrubs. Clearly, I had a procedure done. Exactly. What the fuck? Anyway, thank you so much. I had like yeah. I got three or four people texted me. My yeah. mom not included. Babe, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but can we get back to what I, I'm curious? <laughs> <laughs> what, no one wants to tell you. <laughs> You're just complaining. Um, I want to know on the other about, foot. About the weird date or what happened last night. Well, oh, I forgot. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. I was just trying to get us back on track. Oh, yeah. oh, well, let's talk about that. But then I want to know, Dave asked about like what are women's typical 
issues i want to yeah. know about men's typical well, barriers okay. i was actually gonna yeah so this is this is, this well, is look that, at her a really flip good, that around um this is a really good example so so this person uh, freaked out which some people do so it's it's it is a barrier for men it's also a barrier for women i would venture to say and i could be wrong and men definitely you know let me know um that it, it, it affects men more because like the emotional thing and the feeling thing and someone like don't actually know how to feel. I broke up with someone once and he goes, I'm feeling for the first time and I'm really numb and I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, yeah, that's Jeez. society. Watch a Pixar movie um, for fuck's <laughs> sake. I but, can't understand those types of people. Yeah, but, but, but it is. But you are also a, a very emotionally open guy. Yeah. We're, I have not, you know, in my dating history and I've dated lots of different guys. Easy. Lots of different types <laughs> of guys. You know, you're the most emotionally like comfortable with your emotions dude i've ever met anna break this down for us well i think that's important vulnerability i think is the key to intimacy and 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 also it's a, it's the key to being emotionally open being able to speak your feelings um and i don't have any shame when i cry yeah no i think that's great i think I that's healthy but but it's also like very good for your relationship like you want that you want that intimacy you want him to be like hey this thing bumped me and this is how it made me feel. And like, I just want to bring it up instead of instead a whole of, fight. And the same or, for you. Or never ha- or bottling it, it up. Exactly. Yeah. The thing is, is that if you can't talk about your feelings, see, see people and, and a lot of dating coaches will always be like, if you don't tell a man what to uh, what, what you're thinking, he'll be, he'll be guessing consistent, constantly. But here's the thing. It works the same for chicks. Like if a dude doesn't tell you how you feel, you're fucking guessing, talking to seven of your friends, yeah, telling them the same story the you and no still clue. have no clarity. Yeah. You got to talk to the person like that. That's the only thing. So I, I think like that is the key to happiness and it's the key to longevity is vulnerability, intimacy and communication. I I think and our communications improve so much. And, um, you know, it, it's a, in a lot of reasons because of the podcast, because we talk about shit where we can't throw the mic at each other. Cause yeah. I'm like, hey, this is live. <laughs> <Sucker."> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like yeah. if this, you know, like there's been times, babe, you, I look, you made me like, I look like an asshole. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, what you spoke, like, I didn't, what did I do? But I, I have, I, I have so much, I hope, I hope positive reinforcement when Tasha shows emotions because it's beautiful to mm. me. And I've cried probably every time she's cried. Every time. Because I'm just like, oh, I love this. Yes, hug it out. Because yeah. I come from a mom, single mom, where she'd be like, let it out. They like, you know, bigger woman, you know, just like take your head and, you know, you're holding you. And for me, it was like, I mean, it's not like belly. It's just like feeling whatever it is that you're, you're just flushing. Um, you know, but, but I can tell like three seconds before Tasha's going to cry, like she'll walk in and look completely normal. And it's like a earthquake sort of like detection. And I'm like, babe, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and then she's like, I'm, and then it's just like over like, yeah, yeah good. What? Let's go. Okay. Is it, I know that I know a lot of times sharing those emotions is such a quicker path to figuring to like feeling great. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like I want to rush it, but I don't want to go to anger or defensiveness or all these other emotions we can translate that yeah yeah we can take a a feeling of sadness or feeling unappreciated or what or i just had a bad audition like i mean you you ladies it's just a tough world for you out there you know tasha what part of the job is like trying on clothes and having like these other women tell you oh this doesn't fit right or your back's crooked or this and that and it's like yeah we're fucking humans we're all different but but it's just like they see her as a mannequin in verse, you know, so you can be like very, very just beat down at the end of the day. And it's important to not turn that energy because I feel that doing stand up, I have a bad set or something. I can come home not even knowing 
and so, and I put so much shit on Tasha where I'm working so hard. I'm working like 75 hours a week, you know, 40, 80, you know, 90% of that unpaid. And I'm like, you don't even get it. And yeah. I told her the other day and I'm sorry, but I was like, you're, you're a beautiful woman. You don't get, you, you just get to make money cause you look good. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. But that is pretty. But that's like, what I that's meant. That's the what the way I felt. Insulted. But I'm like, I'm in a fucking war zone out there. Like, I don't. If I got paid minimum wage for every inch of, you know. But uh, in the creative world, everyone who's listening who does creative shit, it's like, oh, go fucking take a hike, buddy. Like, go work for Enterprise. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. But it's important to some. Like, how, so let me ask you this: How how can we not bring home the negative? Like, what can we do to like scrub that shit at the door before we come in? Like, you know, radiation poisoning. Just like have like. Yeah, I think I think realizing that there's a few things in there. One is there's always a positive and the negative. You always learn something. Always. There's always a silver lining. It, your life is not over. Like, it's not going to end. Uh, you know. Tasha's going to take that and be like, Dave, what did you learn? <laughs> um, but no, but I, but, but you know what I mean? Like, so, uh, so, so that's a thing. And then also, you know, really, um, when there is a negative, ask yourself how you can flip that thought into a positive. And, and then, or thinking, is it even that deep? Is it even that deep to be brought up? Is it, is it someone left the dishes in the sink? Should we really fight about this right now? Why don't you just do them? Quick someone answer, them. yes. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you can't, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, is it worth your energy? You know what I mean? And, and that's how you leave it at the door. You pick your battles. Because if you're, if you're, if you're dwelling on negative things, you, people and couples can tend to fight more. And to realize that, you don't have to. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be negative. Tasha picks you know? her battles like she's Napoleon. <laughs> take this one, this one, that one. Going to win this one. Fuck you. I own that. She just claims it for herself. Yeah, Not but it also I think like focusing on yourselves is also way to do that you know because then you're not if, you, if you're really in your own self and you're really self-fulfilled there's less things that bog you down and when the negative comes it doesn't take you that long to like figure it out so you know i just I I, that's so brilliant i just started reading the war of art uh, good and um and it yeah it's like if you want to it says basically you know, if you want to inspire somebody else to pursue your own thing like to the highest level and yeah. that's going to be inspiration if they're ready for it yeah and i i i'm a huge you know, I'm super guilty with like if I'm if I'm running in a direction and I'm like today we're we're working on this, we're getting this going, and Tasha's not in that same mood. It's like what the fuck? Come on, let's go! Like yeah. I'm just expecting always to have someone be like, you know, like at whatever caffeine high I'm at at the moment. And it's like we're all kind of just like doing our we all we have to do our own thing when it comes to a lot of creative stuff or you know the errands we have to run in the industry. Yeah, and I think like. To, to piggyback on that, it's realizing you're two different people and practicing radical acceptance of each other. Radical acceptance, meaning you you just accept the person for who they are. And if they have little quirks, well, then you just accept them. You don't judge them. Because then once you once you fully practice that acceptance of whatever that is, the judgments don't come as often. And maybe, like you said, you, you just allow them that, to be who they are. Yeah, and that radical acceptance you, can also be teachable. Like Tasha can be a little OCD- or in certain ways that I, I, I literally don't see what she sees. Yeah. But to me, it's it's it can be a positive because it's be like, well, that's she's providing me structure that I didn't yeah. have in life. Exactly. We have a calendar. And we <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I never needed that on my own. But it's like, all right, you know, it's like, the okay, well, if that's going to help us, you know, f- you know, f- communicate, then yeah, like, fuck it, let's do it. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 
it exposes being in a relationship certainly exposes um, our faults and mm-hmm. and I think our generation and I don't have any other generations to base it on but I think we're quick to quit on relationships rather than work on ourselves oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's okay but you're gonna keep on having the same issues yes and sometimes it's like I've been in playing relationships in my 20s short-term things where I'm like yeah I'm cool I'm good bye and not <laughs> yeah, like an asshole tough. but like that's it it's tough to oh, to work it out for yourself it's tough to figure out you know to identify your flaws and address them and and growth is painful like i can see why a lot of people find it daunting but like you said you're not it's not going to fix itself you right. have to do the work exactly. so if you want to have a healthy relationship ever like it's your responsibility to stick it out and figure yeah. out you know like yeah, and I think I think acknowledging patterns um, is really important. Um, like, like just to, to kind of, pay, I wanted to touch on this about about men is so that, so. Long story short, time actually. So um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> long story short, the the guy that I went out with or went to his house last night, we ended up having sex. I'll just tell you, like his house is filthy and there's a lot of funny things. And but the point is, is that we end up having sex. And after he had said that we're not because he was scared and like all the stuff and like I realized that there's a huge pattern here for him because also when I looked over his bed, he had condom wrappers on the floor, like 15 of them. And then I realized to myself that this is a person who masks his emotions by sex and that that's a pattern for him. And this and I couldn't get out there faster. And then his his dog threw up and I had to help wash his dog. Um, wow. So things got really weird and uncomfortable. Um, but my point is, is that's that also not your responsibility. You could no, but like, I felt I'm bad for go. the dog. The place was filthy. There was garbage everywhere. Fifteen like, condom wrappers. Yeah, fifteen condom wrappers. And then wait, get this. <laughs> not only that, he tells me he doesn't know where they're from. There's two toothbrushes in the bathroom, which I feel like I've said that that story last time I was on this podcast. Similar story. And then um, he, he came out with a shirt, and he's like, "Do you have your shirt?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm wearing it." And he goes, "Oh, <laughs> whose shirt is this?" Oh jeez! And I was like, "Is he a stud or this what?" This is a problem. I mean, he's a he's an animator. He's kind of nerdy. Oh, okay. Um, and he had a sex addiction, which he obviously clearly still has, which he said he went to therapy for. Um, animators so are cool. Animators are cool. I think he's sometimes they can. Be he can't prick. be alone. He's very extroverted. So there's another pattern there where it's like you need women around all the time. Well, that's kind of me. Um. Uh, just extroverted. Oh, yeah. extroverted, but there's a different. I mean, there's so many different types of. If you look at take a Myers Briggs test, like you're not just extroverted. There's oh, like of course, four other yeah. things, right? But his is like he just can't be alone. And so my my whole point of tying that into that is is realizing your patterns. Um, I know we're running out of time, but no, but good. in order for like successful relationships, is you know for this particular person that I'm not going to see again. Hey, maybe you have a pattern and you're not you're afraid to feel. So you're masking it with sex, right? Because obviously there's 15 condom wrappers on your floor and they weren't from like, you don't, you don't not know where they're from because especially yeah. the ones that we just use were also in another pile on the other side of the bed. So come on, dude. Like, um, but, but also, <laughs> you know, so do, for him, do guys just think that we're dumb. Like, I just, I know that like, maybe it's just his like automatic response, but you're guilty of this sometimes too. Like you'll just like flat out deny something where it's like, well, there is no other possibility. Yeah. Like, I'm not a dummy. No, you try to catch me in lies, and I'm like, you might be right, but I don't know. Like, if I did something subconsciously, I'm like, I don't remember. Well, like, like I'm today, not I- trying to accuse you of anything. I'm just... <laughs> the point is that it's it's so interesting that somebody could be in a place where they're so 
afraid or unwilling to see their own problems yeah. that they're willing to lie to not only themselves but, but you yeah. too when it's obvious you know like that's not a lie you, i don't know they fell out of the sky yeah and then whose but, shirt is this yeah <laughs> there's a woman's shirt in the bed that we just had sex in like what but my point i guess my point on that is like talk it goes back to the growth thing right so it's like embracing your journey and your growth and if you want to change that's that comes from you. No one's gonna give you that. No one's gonna no give one's you gonna that do happiness. It for you. Exactly. Like no one's gonna fix him and be like, "Hey, you're no longer addicted to sex, and like now you can have one woman." No, that comes from him. And like other, you know, people in general is realizing that, um, you know, if, if you want to make more money, work harder. Cha- if you don't like your job change your job if you want to travel book the ticket like everything happens from you you want a girlfriend work on yourself you want a boyfriend work on yourself nobody else is gonna do it for you exactly. nobody else cares enough to do it for you it's exactly one, it's just you have to do it yourself you have to make up your mind that i'm gonna be better i'm gonna do better i'm yeah. gonna grow i'm gonna have a healthy relationship whatever yeah and do those things yeah now, like we're in control of our own lives that people and people don't get that people play the victim and assume that you've done this to me no, you co-created the situation. You're in control. Oh, you make your own. Co-created. Yes. I gotta remember that one. <laughs> you know, come on, like, babe. You co-created this. You wanted this. Why and did you uh, call this in? Yeah. Text Anna. She'll help you out. <laughs> She's gonna. I'm gonna Facebook co-create messenger. a fucking black eye. It's It seems like um, it's easier to sometimes see other people's issues. Yeah. Do you have a hard time seeing like wh- how you're acting in in relationships or? Or um, just with life? Uh, I'm very self-aware. So if something's coming up for me, like an insecurity or a trigger, I might say it or think it, and then I'll be like, this is a trigger or this is an insecurity. But that also comes from a, t- a ton of um, work that I've done in myself for years um, to get to that point. Right. Um, so so I think like it, if there were advice in that for other people to say, how do you know when you're being insecure? How do you know when it's a trigger? Well, think of patterns. How do you act for certain patterns? Maybe the, a guy cheated on you and so you have trust issues. Well, guess what? The guy in front of you didn't cheat on you. That comes from before. That's a trigger. So I'm feeling this way because of this relationship that comes with the communication. If you're in front of someone. So it's like so, dismissing your baggage or using not it, dismissing as a it. I would just say recognizing like recognize it. it, being aware of it and actually using it in your own power and seeing like, where can I learn from this? Why is this insecurity coming up for you? Why is this Acknowledging trigger? Exactly. That it's a real or thing. the judgment. Yeah. Right, a quick last and that's what I do. I wanted to ask about radical acceptance. Yeah. You know, it's holiday season, all that shit got to go home to your family how do you do radical acceptance with family okay so in a nutshell i'm oldest of six parents divorced mom is on her third marriage um lots of things happened growing up so lots of things to accept yes (laughs) so every time i go home um every year it gets better and better and the reason is is because i've I accept them for who they are. I accept, you know, extended family for who they are and I allow them to just be who they are and I don't try to change them. And by knowing this person is this way, maybe this person's judgmental as fuck being like, yeah, they're going to judge me and they're going to think that I'm still 17, but you know what? That's who they are and I'm 28. So I'm just going to go and be me. And that's all I do. And so it's like allowing people to just show up as they are. And this, this is across all boards, but specifically with your family. If you're, if you're, you know, grandparents are racist, like they're racist and that's them and that's not you. And that's not a reflection of you. And like, if they want to talk about Trump forever, like that's their own shit. And like, you don't have to listen to it. Go to another room. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do things if you're home, especially Except go for a walk. And you don't Except have to try and change are. them. I think that's something. That's that my point people... is the acceptance for who they are. You're and not changing I'm them. I'm sure yeah. a lot beautiful thing happens for those, you know, it's, it's hard 
heartbreaking to see people that like fuck you know they just so ang- so much anger towards their own family but it's like as there's so like, there's a beautiful thing that can happen when you just accept them because then their walls might come down exactly. and you kind of just can like be friends maybe rather than like whatever structure you grew up as and yeah like uh my mom and i we've come a really long way and the more i accept her uh the closer we've gotten and she's like into meditation now and she like calls me and she's wow. like, i got amethyst what does amethyst do and i'm like yeah. oh my god yay it's purple your favorite color we gotta do a whole crystals um, episode yeah but yeah. my point is is that like it's really interesting that once you once you can break that barrier down with your with your family and you can just like allow them to show up as they need to um it opens you know a, a whole line to become closer and to build yeah, that relationship they feel back. judgment too exactly you know, it's a it's a two-way street beings. exactly and we have a lot of work we need to do with you. Um, I know. I know. We have to there's, run. No, there's so much, there's so much we can talk about. So please, I like, be more back. of a friendly face. Um, come around anytime. And, we and so you're, you're 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 hosting these live events. Yeah. Uh, talk talk quickly. Tell um. Me about that. So uh. So I host um a full moon circle every month. Um. And uh, at my house, and there's like about 20 people that come. It's like a really small buy-in. Um. And we do like a lot of like releasing fears and blockages so that you can like start the next month really clear. Um. And then I'm also talking at a failure feast in downtown LA on January. Uh, 12th and it's about failure to triumph so uh, Whoa, if you guys are around that sounds interesting uh, I'll post the link and uh, yeah yeah, I would love to see your faces everyone go check Anna's stuff out those listening yeah. whether you live in LA or not oh can... yeah whether you live in LA or not AnnaRose.com A-N-N-A-H R-O-S-E dot com or on Instagram love Anna Rose. and uh, yeah I'm coming out with some things for 2017 yeah so. and uh, just last question yeah um, What's the full moon? What what is it? Stronger power of your intentions? What is that? Yeah. So so this one's a super moon specifically. So tonight and uh and so it's all about releasing fears and letting go of things that do not serve you and getting more into what is your purpose. And um the full moon is all about intentions. It's more of like a light moon, which is why I stopped actually doing those circles because less people come. People like will feel the energy and be like, "Do you have a circle tonight? Like I need to be there." Um and it's about really just like seeing your full potential and seeing what you don't need, whether it's toxic friends or you know uh anything that doesn't serve you. Dude. Dudes with 17 years. condom wrappers. Yeah, like I asked him if he should cut. Last night I was like, hey, I feel like my moon circle might be really good for you. <laughs> and then he was just like, he's like, let's just hang out on Sunday. And in my head I was like, you really think we're hanging out again? Um, that should be but, your Tinder bio. My moon circle might be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I've actually like, yeah. invited almost every Tinder guy I've ever dated who were like now friends. I invite them to everyone. That's a great, yeah. But it's, it's just a place to connect. But but it's, it's, Some a, people are afraid it's a good of way that. to empower people. People think it's woo-woo, but honestly, like we sit in a circle and we talk about shit. That's all that happens. We're afraid of woo-woo, but... But we but we do crazy shit that like we're we're just afraid. But that's enlightenment. That's the that's the age we're in. Is like is getting over that fear and being like, yeah, you don't have to. You're not going to get cornered. I mean, you might get cornered at some party with some crazy like spiritual person. Yeah. But for the most part, we're all just seeking how to be enlightened and happy and have this like energy that's just like radiant that doesn't have fear. And, yeah. and it does mean we're all, we're there every day. It's a practice every day. It's like. That, just trying you to be your that. best you. Yeah. It's, that's what spirituality is. Like, I know we have to go, but really in a nutshell, spirituality is just like, 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 it's just looking at life in your full control, understanding that your happiness is only relying on you, that you can become the best you. Authentic Authenticity is a real thing and you can be it. Embrace who you are. Let go of fear. See where your projections are. See where your triggers are. See where your boundaries are. Like, set your boundaries. 
um, I mean, I could talk this forever, but it's just literally taking control of your own life. Fuck That's yeah. And let, and Going to 2017 with this shit. This yes, is good. You got this. This is good stuff. You are worthy. Uh, we got we to gotta roll out. All Tasha, right, yeah. any, anything to promote? No. Uh, Snapchat, Tasha TV, uh, Instagram, Tasha Courtney. See you there. I, uh, I'll just say this. I, I defended my undefeated uh, roast battle last night. 3-0. and It wasn't pretty. I won around 1 a.m. Uh, so that was good. Um, he tried to make fun of my hair. Join the club. <laughs> 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 and uh, anyhow, that's on Periscope or something. I don't know if people listen and watch that. Uh, follow me on, at Neals D-N-E-A-L-Z. Uh, you can catch the first half of this episode on the live stream. I'm going to share it on Sex Actually Podcast. We're going to start doing that way more often. So put a face to the name. Uh, check us out. Keep leaving us messages. We have an awesome... We didn't even get into this, but we're, we're getting so, many, so much great mail from people. Uh, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com or the Instagram uh, sexactuallypod. Thanks so much for being on, Anna. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.